0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Matt Ford and the voice you're about to hear is that of Kerry Godleyman.
1: Hello. I thought I should do a different voice because you set up the voice you're about to hear so I felt inclined to do a weird voice.
0: Yeah, that was a really weird voice. And whose voice is that?
1: I don't know. It's just someone I created on the spot. I can go with improvisation like that.
0: I didn't know you were doing character stuff these days.
1: (laughs) I didn't, to be honest. I didn't (laughs) until that moment.
0: Were you ever tempted to do character comedy?
1: not really i always quite liked that stand-up didn't involve like changing my shoes or my clothes <laughs> or my posture <laughs>
0: yeah
1: i quite liked it that i just could turn up as me and do it and then acting keeping was different.
0: It real. well and it the, and true of the radio as well you turned up today and you were you and uh, again yeah a, a, a treat of a show so many funny messages from people
1: oh i love it i love hearing
0: these stories they kind of, it, it, you realise there just has to be a way of like, there's so many people, obviously people have led such interesting lives. So you're just trying to find a way to, find, you know, the stories you tell that you reminisce about in the pub, we go, oh my God, this happened at our school. You're basically trying to do that, but on the radio. Yeah. You're trying yeah, to get like a finding, whole country's funny stories.
1: Yeah, and finding the right questions, like bands that you play at your school. And then suddenly all the, <laughs> Black Sabbath being my favourite by far. <laughs>
0: wow yeah I mean that is that is yeah Black Sabbath took some beating um, we, we've got some I mean there were some amazing stories about neighbours doing people's heads in during lockdown yeah um, uh, homeschooling but my word there are some incredible claims to fame and I wonder if um, <laughs> yeah I was just about to I didn't want to blow the conversation we were having about um, your uncle's car um,
1: <laughs> I'm really happy with your pleasure at this story
0: Because I I said it it
1: as a little throwaway anecdote, and you went,
0: (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's the the joy of radio, and it's a joy (laughs) you're about to consume. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: Matt Ford and Kerry Godderman on Absolute Radio. We will keep you updated. Obviously, it's the League Cup first round today. Plenty of teams in action. Derby beat Barrow on penalties, but only just went down to the final penalty. They won three torn penalties. And five penalties were saved in that shootout. It's a very exciting start to the day. Um, So we'll keep you updated on that. And England uh, kick off, I think, at half four in the Nations League. So we'll keep you updated uh, on that as well as the uh, scores come in. Delighted to be joined uh, again by Kerry Godleman. Hello, Kerry. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? (laughs) I'm really well, thank you. And um, your children went back to school this week, so are you, are you feeling lighter, more positive, oh, more energetic? I, feel,
1: I just feel renewed. They went back. One went back Thursday and one went back yesterday. And it's just, oh, the relief,
0: Matt. So it's been a long come, time. How come the staggered start? Why one Thursday, one Friday?
1: One's at primary school and then one's at secondary school. Even she okay. didn't have a proper full day. It was like one of those covid days where they tell them what's happening. So it wasn't a full day like a but, briefing um, like a briefing yes cool so it was a lot of covid safety information and what's going to be happening to be honest i wasn't listening because i'm just <laughs> happy she was there and not here
0: <laughs> i'm oh, sure it it's be. all in
1: hand yeah I mean, it, it is actually I'm, a real relief
0: obviously a lot of parents will be listening to this and their children who i'm sure you know love their parents and their parents love them but it it's not about I love. Can't it's not house. about love, Matt. <laughs> what is it about? <laughs> Discipline. It's just
1: about yeah. Well, no, not even that. It's just that um, you know, uh, some bits of lockdown were delightful, but that'll do. It all just went <laughs> on and on and on and on and on. And on. <laughs> oh,
0: so how many games of
1: banana do you need in what? your life? Banana grams.
0: What's banana board- Oh,
1: it's a really good board game. It's a word game. It's like Scrabble but better. It's a fast oh, wow. word. Anyway, look, this has gone in a different direction. But I've just been i am just sick of being in that mode, parenting mode, twenty-four-seven the whole time. It's you know, it's lovely, and I love my children, of course I do. But they need to go back to school.
0: <laughs> well, they are now back <laughs> at school. So today's show is dedicated to to the parents and guardians of this country who have. Sacrifice so much during lockdown, having to homeschool and everything. And the children, who have no doubt, actually, are delighted to be socialising with people their own age again.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, my daughter's 13. She wants to be socially distanced from me. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to be with me.
0: Oh, this one uh, is, is for the parents. Although I feel like, I'm saying that like the song I'm about to introduce is like, this one's for <laughs> the parents. Like I thought of it specifically. I looked at it. It's You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC, which um, <laughs> I guess in a way is how you become a parent.
1: Matt, Matt, and you.
0: Rock and roll football. Now, I say this as someone who isn't a parent, and I can only imagine, I think being a parent is a full time job anyway, even when your children are at school, because there's so much other stuff to be doing. Um, but that said, having been with your children throughout this whole period and then finally having them go back to school this week must have felt like you had some bonus free time, Kerry.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Before lockdown, I always thought a school day was quite short. But now it feels like even an hour would have been heaven. Just that, just something to break.
0: So it's actually affected your perception of time.
1: Yes, bent time. I mean, some of those lockdown days, I was like, is that clock broken? (laughs) How can it still be 10 a.m.? We've done what was set from school or a version of it. And you're like, what are we going to do for the rest of the day? Oh, I don't know what we did. We just did <laughs> walks and, and... I don't know. I mean, screen time rules. You have screen time rules, and they went out the window didn't they, by the end. They had VR goggles gaffer taped to their heads for breakfast by the end of it. It's
0: That's just... a good point, though. I wonder what... Um, like, Because obviously you've had to homeschool, so what have parents learned? from lockdown and what what has changed as a result so your time perception has changed so text us on 8 12 15, and what did you do with this with the new time you got back did you just crack open the wine or watch <laughs> the x files or i don't know what else i mean what do people do with their spare time apart from drink wine and watch the x files <laughs> are they the only two options left
1: it seems so <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, well, um, we've got a bit of I mean, I here, thought so. that
1: we were going to have a conga from the drop-off, but apparently you're not allowed because of social distancing. So, basically, the school were like, can you just clear off? <laughs> as soon as Get you out them, of here. Just move on, yeah. You can't <laughs> do any herding around. Because all the parents were like, oh, hello, and wanting to chat and stuff at the gates. But it was discouraged, obviously.
0: Well, probably rightly so. Um, yeah, so, text on 8 12, 15. What has homeschooling taught you as a parent? Or what did you do with, now that your kids are back at school, what did you do with that bonus extra time? The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Matt Ford and Kerry Goldeman on Absolute Radio asking you, particularly if you're a parent, what you learned during homeschooling. Um, Kerry, did you learn anything homeschooling your children?
1: Uh, I learned how to use a glue gun because I'd never used one What,
0: to before. keep them quiet? <laughs>
1: I did initially just glue my fingers together but then we made things we made things I wasn't very good at the math side so my husband did that and yeah. um and the hot stuff and then I just did the fun stuff like making did a lot of making made and a puppet, me for made a
0: boat being a childless Not a real boat. um loser but um <laughs> how does <laughs> it work homeschooling like does the does the does the school send you a pack of stuff you've got to then teach Do you know what
1: I think it varied from family to family, school to school, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, our school did. They sent us some stuff, and it was like a bit of maths, a bit of English, a bit of other stuff. Like sometimes it was science. I did learn things. I did learn things about plants, and we made little flashcards. It was just, and then oh, other yeah. people I know didn't really get a great deal from their school. And then other people I know got like loads from their school. Their kid was just, you know, glued to, we had a happy medium, I think. Glued to what? Not each other, but... Um, I was going to say,
0: I wondered if you'd gone around with your glue
1: You know, like having Zoom lessons all day and things like that. So there was a lot of um, variables.
0: Well, people have been getting in touch, and do get in touch. 8 12 15, what did you learn from homeschooling? Um, Lee in Milton Keynes has messaged us.
1: Yeah, he said that his daughter wanted to learn an instrument during lockdown, so they both oh, got wow. violins. Yeah, I think that's <gasps> sweet. They both got violins. I know, I know, and they started learning those. But it said it gave us something to do, and now they're not half bad. I think we will be the judge. The neighbours would be the judge of that, wouldn't they?
0: Oh, the poor neighbours. You're I locked know. down. You literally can't leave your house. And then the guy next door and his kids start learning the violin. Although my neighbours have
1: got a cockerel that they discovered what? in lockdown. I know. They've got discovered. hens. Well, this is the thing. They've got chickens. And when you get chicks, you don't know what sex they are. So then you find out if you've got a cockerel among your hens. And they found <laughs> out. We all found out that they had one. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, a, I don't know what I'd prefer, violin, violins or a cockerel at six in the morning.
0: Well, actually, there is another angle on this. If your neighbours have really done your head in during lockdown, then <laughs> Texas on 8, 12, 15. That's the real story, actually. It's not about opening young children's minds and teaching the next generation at home. This is about people playing violins, cockerels, glue guns, what the hell has been going on about there? If your neighbours have got on your nerves during eight twelve, uh, during 8.12.15, during the lockdown, then text us on 8.12.15 and let us know what your neighbour has done to really, really get on your wick. Kicking
1: you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: We've had a fantastic message here from Rachel Arnold. We're talking about homeschooling your children. And as someone who's not a parent, I've, I'm looking for an insight into this world. We're asking you about the things you've learned homeschooling your kids. Rachel has said, I know many parents who discovered that it wasn't the teacher who was the problem. <laughs> 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 oh, there
1: must be loads of that.
0: But also, if your kid then starts playing up in class <laughs> uh, uh, but while homeschooling, like, what, can, can you expel them? What, like, what disciplinary measures do you have at your disposal as a parent-teacher?
1: Oh God. I mean, if you're asking me, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have none. I can't help. I mean, I had no, I, it was, I mean, the, th- the truth is being a teacher is a really specialized, you're a highly trained, talented person. And I'm not a teacher. I discovered <laughs> I'm not a teacher. I'm not qualified to do it. I didn't understand most of it. When they didn't understand it, I was like, Oh God, Google it. I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with, with it at all. It was really hard.
0: But is that like a danger because kids expect their parents to know everything and then doesn't it demystify you as an authority figure where they're like, Mom and Dad, you don't know anything.
1: Yeah, we had a lot of that, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> really? I
1: mean, yeah, because once they, once they realise that you don't know your times tables and yeah. yet you're insisting that they need to learn theirs, the lid's off, isn't it? The genie's out the bottle. I mean, where do you go from that? Like... If they said, well, you don't know it, and they're right, because I don't know my times tables, what then? What then, Matt? Chaos. I mean,
0: this is like the the long-term effects of a, of a, of a, an entire generation realising their parents don't really know that much. Yes. I mean, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe they go, well, actually, you know, pressure's off in Take a way, oh, I'm not gas. sure that it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. um, we're also asking you about what your parents have been doing, uh, parents, neighbours that have been doing to, to annoy you. Tom says... And I can't read out the full wording of this. He says, well, I'll just substitute the words. He says, banging some flipping pots every flipping Thursday night at about 8pm. <laughs> I, 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 once I was in between homes, which is less tragic than it sounds. But I was staying. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this in a bit. I'll tell you this in a bit. But it is about kind of neighbourly disputes. And I I never thought this was going to be a problem for me. Which I realise is is highly tantalised.
1: You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: We've got some incredible stories here, but I've got to tell you, I mean, firstly, this is kind of a silly one. And I've lived in some very undesirable parts of the country and had seriously problem neighbours and burglaries and violent stuff. I'm not talking about stuff like that, because that is that is criminal. And sadly, I've had to endure that at uh, various points in my life. But the worst in terms of annoyance was... I was in between places. I was staying at my friend's house on his, in his spare room on an airbed. It was basically like their dining room, but I was on the floor in an airbed. It was only for a few weeks. And the neighbour downstairs in this block of flats would, at half seven every morning, play on repeat Mariah Carey's "Um Without You, the cover version. Oh. Can't live if living is without you.
1: Can't live, Only that tune?
0: Only that tune, on repeat, at like blistering levels but and the worst that this was the thing of the situation that made it so much worse was she was in the flat below because i was on an airbed and i would sleep on my side with my ear on the kind of air bed (laughs) it would kind of amplify it so the 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 mattress this blow-up mattress kind of became like a like a boom bar kind of speaker and the whole thing would kind of vibrate every morning half seven can live. I was like, oh, my. but the thing is, I had no rights. I couldn't tell her off. I was saying to my mate, Crikey, that music. He was like, oh yeah, I think she's going through a divorce. I was like, oh man, I can't, I can't tell oh, her off if she's upset. if you're upset. going through a
1: divorce, that's not going to help, is it? That's not going to help
0: you. <laughs> you need to no exactly. You need to play away. at your playlist. At full blast. Yeah, I mean that was at least mix it up a bit. Had it been a different song, I'd have been fine. I think, but it was God, just how over strange and over.
1: to just play the same one every day on repeat.
0: Well. If you can beat that, text us on 8, 12, 15. In fact, it doesn't just have to be lockdown. Just, you know, annoying neighbours. I mean, I we've had, had some annoying me-
1: neighbours once. I had a neighbour that... W- she had a lot of rescue dogs, like loads and loads <sighs> of them. Like 15 plus. <gasps> it was only a small little terrace house in South no. London. And she used to feed the pigeons. Because I remember saying to her once, how can we get... Said, how are we going to get rid of all these pigeons that seem to be landing on your roof and garden? She went, Well, I feed them. So I No. And I just that's when the penny dropped. And I was like, Oh, right, okay, okay. That's what we're dealing with here. And the smell in the summer, the smell of dog <gasps> weed <used> to walk <gasps> Oh over. no, no, no. Oh, it was really bad. And when they went into one of their howling cacophonies, or barking and howling, they'd go off on one. It was really bad. And we did so say it's really antisocial, but she just was in her head. She was rescuing these dogs, and that in, I think she thought that she was helping them, and that she was trying to home them. But she never homed them. I mean, in the years we lived in it, they all they, none, none of them got homed. They were just and did dead. you ever call
0: the council on or anything like that?
1: I think people did now and then, but not much, because there were other neighbours as well that were sort of put out about it. And but no, it was just my husband went round there once to have a chat with her about something, and he came out. He didn't speak for over an hour. And he was a funny colour, like he'd gone a bit sort of grey. The smell. Covered just, in pigeon feathers and. The, yeah, and the smell seed. just silenced him. For <laughs> <laughs> what he saw, he could never unsee. What, well,
0: what was it? Oh, what was what's going there. on there. Can you beat that? Text us on 812.15.
1: Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football.
0: Stephen's been in touch. He says he's fitting a kitchen in Stewarton. Uh, presumably Stuart is fitting fitting the kitchen in Steventon. And he says, uh, here's a thought. Do you think the mattress you were on acted like a speaker in the other direction on your friend's neighbours? What did she hear? (laughs) Ha ha. Well, very little, Stephen. I was just sleeping on it. There was no, uh, as I say, it was quite a a bleak period in my life. You may have heard heard some lightly amplified mild sobbing, but... um, I don't know what on earth he was thinking if you A lot your of people...
1: eyes, did it feel like you were sort of snuggling up with mariah carey and she was singing to you
0: no oh, okay. is the honest answer no at <laughs> no point did i think oh actually this is quite pleasant and mariah's here no right. it was just um i was i mean airbeds you know you wake up and they've deflated haven't they you know it's not you
1: can't be happy on an airbed can you
0: well, that's it. You, you know, when you're sleeping on an airbed, it's not the only thing that's deflating. You know, your your <laughs> mood kind of goes with it. There's, yeah. oh, it's a horrible when you wake up in the morning and you're basically just on sleeping floor. on a carrier bag.
1: Yeah. We or got one once for my life. in-laws to come and stay, like one of those ones that are quite, you spend a bit more, they're higher up. They're not like the floor oh. level ones. They're, like, yeah, they're a good bit higher, like a sort of normal real bed height. Ooh. And we just came down to find them on the floor in the morning, looking quite cross. <laughs>
0: Well, at least they didn't so wake weak. you up. And I suppose just looking quite cross is kind of what in-laws do anyway, isn't it? So,
1: I felt so bad.
0: Well, we've slagged off your neighbours and your in-laws. Who else my is there for us My neighbours are to lovely, and, and I didn't Terry slag Connors. off my
1: in-laws. <laughs> I said I, I, I punished them with an airbed. And my neighbours are lovely. It's not their fault about the cockerel.
0: Fair point. We've got some amazing neighbour stories. And don't just limit it to lockdown. What have your neighbours done that has really got on your wick? Text us on 812.15.
1: The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson.
0: Matt Ford and Kerry Godneman on Absolute Radio. Just to let you know, it's the first round of the uh, EFL Cup, as it's now called the League Cup, really, the Carabao Cup. When I was growing up, it was the Littlewoods Cup and then the Rumbelows, the Coca-Cola, the Worthington, that one, the one with three handles on it. Most of the games at the moment are nil-nil, uh, but Wigan are winning one nil away at Fleetwood, uh, Barnsley Forest, the game that, of course, we're all uh, following is uh, is nil-nil. Uh, we're talking about neighbours and what they've done to annoy you, particularly during lockdown, but you don't have to restrict it to that. Do text us 8-12-15. Um, Matt in Dover's been in touch, Kerry.
1: Yeah, he says his new neighbours tried the early music thing, Motown, at 7am, but he thinks oh. he works nights, and being a big thr- fan of thrash metal, he won that little contest with Slipknot's help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? I mean, I'm sure, oh. I'm sure you're a good neighbour, Kerry. I don't think you would ever play music loud at that time of the morning.
1: No, that's really antisocial. I always think when people are playing music really loud, how could you be so confident that your music taste is correct?
0: And also, you can play it loud on your headphones at an unsociable hour. You still get the benefit of the music. So just.
1: How sensible, Matthew. Very sensible. Everyone's wearing
0: headphones these days, aren't they? Like, we all walk (laughs) around with our headphones on. And yet.
1: I know, but when you're in your own house, I don't know. I mean, I'm not justifying it, but it's not the same being in your headphones in your own house and playing music. But I I don't condone the 7am thing.
0: But I, I am such a vigilant neighbour. I would say that I, I worry about like unloading the dishwasher too early in the morning, because <laughs> I just think, oh, that's going to wake some poor so and so up. You know, I'll leave that till after nine, really, on a weekend. Do you think that's a reasonable time? A nine for, for dishwasher unloading—that's just normal life. And I would never play music loud at any hour of the day.
1: No, it's I'm horrible really to get sensitive. into a feud with a neighbour, because then you get trapped in that, like, well, I'm going to play Knot. then. I'm going to blast your music out <laughs> with my music.
0: Yeah, and, um, exactly. So I don't want to live like that. No. No, no, no. And then, and then you end up on Nightmare Neighbour Next Door or some sort of Channel 5 programme. My dad went through a
1: phase like that years ago where he sort of went out in the night and just clipped off the top of someone's canes, their garden canes, just an inch at a time. It was like something from a roll doll, Just an inch at a time, just so they think they're going a little bit mad.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh that is shit. so and what were they doing to deserve that?
1: Oh I can't it might have been a noise. I can't even remember it was a <laughs> feud in the 70s and it but it was the desi- it was the drip drip thing of if I just yeah. do this little a little bit at a time he doesn't know for sure and he won't accuse me because he won't know for sure. That's
0: mad, isn't it? Well I mean that has taken it to a new dimension If you've ever been involved in psychological warfare (laughs) With people in your locale
1: And I had a neighbour that if our ball went over When I was a kid he'd stick a knife in it And chuck it back
0: I mean that uh, The thing is people used to threaten that But I never saw it done
1: My neighbour did it
0: But uh, the thing is once he's knifed it There's no point having it back is there Well no
1: but I mean, you're you're dealing with this with reason and there is no reason
0: or logic. I mean, there were, there were definitely <laughs> Just men on, on the street that I uh, grew up on where if the football went anywhere near the car, they were out like a flash screaming Ooh. their head off. <laughs> yeah. So that was quite scary. But uh, and it never came to like no one got a tool out. <laughs> Blades were never involved. Well, um, it was a
1: different world, wasn't it? Before the Internet.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, text us on eight twelve fifteen if it ever descended into psychological warfare.
1: Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: <laughs> I've just seen this one on Twitter, courtesy Ryan. He says, we hideous neighbours. The tip of the insane iceberg was when their nephew climbed in our window. We are in a second floor <laughs> apartment while we were shielding. We didn't know who it was. And as we were able anyway, I had to kick him out the front door. Why would someone's (laughs) nephew climb through a second floor window?
1: That's bizarre. I need way more information.
0: Maybe they got the address mixed up and the front door wasn't being answered or something. I don't know. But you wouldn't. Your first instinct wouldn't be to sort of shimmy up the drain pipe and go through a window, surely? (laughs) Just ring them. Everyone's got a mobile these days. That's great. That would, you know what, I want to know I how old Brian, the
1: nephew is. Is that a child or a grown up?
0: I pictured him as a teenager in a blue Adidas tracksuit.
1: Wow, he really went and for Had a very
0: it, specific kind of, you know, the sort of lad that would play an, a ne'er do well on the bill. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That sort of thing. You don't know nothing, copper. Got nothing. That sort of thing. You know. I'm just carving really in through your about window. It, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we well, shouldn't leave it open, should you? It's your fault. What do you think windows are for? It's just like a doorway, isn't it, made out of glass or saint? That sort of thing, you know. I think I yes. could have been an actor, you know.
1: I def- Or you could write for the bill.
0: Is the bill still going?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm not up to speed with that. I think it might not be.
0: Oh, what a shame. Um, th- That's another avenue of my future blocked off. Um, But do text on 812.15. I mean, that is weird. People coming through your window. If I was Robert Ryan... I don't think I'd ever open a window ever again for fear of <laughs> nephews <laughs> permanently coming. But then they, get, then they hit nephew. into
1: them like pigeons, don't they, if you shut the windows and they can't get through.
0: Yeah, he should put, he should, like, there's, you know there's little spikes they use to keep pigeons off, um, yeah. like train platform clocks, he should get some of those <laughs> along his windowsill, some nephew yeah. spikes. <laughs> if that's not too severe.
1: You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: If you're just in us, Robert had been in touch saying that next door's nephew had climbed through his second-floor window. Um, so, in honour of that, do text us on eight twelve fifteen. What's the weirdest thing that's ever come through or to your window? Carrie Godliman.
1: Uh, well, there was one occasion when I was sat working at the table and a sort of. A squirrel that I think a, a cat had been at, so it was sort of not in good shape, was kind of knocking at the window. And it's funny how, I was sort of human, they can, his little paw yeah. was like, "Hello, excuse me," and I just couldn't deal with it, so I just turned the radio up and turned away. I did because <sighs> because what do you do? What do you do? You don't. I don't want to get involved in the put them out the misery. Sort involved in that. No,
0: no, no good was going to come
1: from it, so I just ignored it.
0: And and That's then bad. and then what? I mean, did you wake up in the morning and it was still at the window? or it No, it was gone. gone it next was probably door?
1: Gone. Probably to that woman with all the dogs. She would have taken it in. Ah, uh, yes. it at home. That was that Maybe house. Maybe you just got the
0: address wrong, like the nephew. Yes.
1: Maybe she didn't get the memo and the squirrel was meant to go to the house next door. Yeah.
0: A the rabbit woman pointed it in the wrong vermin. direction. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we are also talking, as well as... and uh, Do text on 812.15. Where do you think to come uh, to or through your window? Uh, Robin Westcliffe talking about neighbours doing your head in says we had neighbours who had a really big Great Dane it would leap over the fence do its business and then rip the grass to pieces trying to hide a massive dog poop <laughs> drove my parents nuts the neighbour would lean on the fence and say hey he's only playing oh my word that is oh, I wouldn't
1: have that torture I mean, great the Great Danes the can't... massive they're like horses
0: Beethoven yeah
1: they're like donkeys, aren't they? They're huge.
0: Yeah, and really slobbery. So you wouldn't <laughs> want to sort of tackle it. I mean, I think they're fairly docile, aren't they? So it wouldn't be like trying to, you know, go to Pitbull Terrier. Oh, but man. You you can't shoo it away with a rolled up Daily Mail, can you? <laughs> no. Or we any can't. other tabloid. That was just the first one that came to mind. <laughs> um, I mean, that's different level. And, and, and without wanting to be crude, if that's what it's doing in the garden, you know great names are big dogs. Yeah. You know, that, that, you're going to need a big poo bag. Yeah, it's not going to be rabbit droppings, is it? They're not going to be sort of inoffensive things you could kind of, you know, pick up with a dustpan and brush. You need to get rent, you need to get like diner rod round or something. You'd have to (laughs) conduct a controlled explosion on it. Like, you can't just, where do you put it? And also, it's vaulting the fence as well. If a great Dane can clear that, that's not really a, an option on Crofts, is it? Sort of vault the fence, do your business, bury it. That would be kind of well. Like you'd definitely real life get
1: Crufts. some barbed wire or something involved, wouldn't you? Across your fence,
0: yeah. You'd have to fortify it, get like <laughs> get two fences, like night lights, laser beams, <laughs> yeah. It'd be quite fun, actually.
1: Keep and it'd scare busy, burglars
0: it? off, yeah. Oh, this is a great idea. Um, but, yeah. but do text on eight. 8- I mean, maybe it's just you and the squirrel, but text on 8- 12- eight And let us know um, the weirdest thing to come through or to your window.
1: You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: We're having that cliched radio conversation. What's the weirdest thing to come to or through your window? And Danielle Garwood in Hertfordshire. Says, my, this was my classroom window. 38 years ago, I was at primary school in Hampstead, the one behind the Everman cinema, Everyman cinema. So one afternoon, there was a knock at the classroom window and Madness were there. The band, <laughs> the band Madness were knocking on their school window. They'd been to a, of, a screening sorry, of their new video at the cinema and wanted to surprise the kids after. We all went into the playground and had our photo taken with them. Sugg sang to us and they were kicking a football around. Our head teacher didn't let us get autographs, as so she wanted us to get back to lessons. They came back about an hour later and did it again. It was the best day ever. That is incredible! Wow,
1: that is madness. definitely the best thing to come through a window.
0: Wow, madness <laughs> at your school! Did you ever have at your school? Did you have like ever have like the concerts that the bands would come and do?
1: No, nothing like that. I'm always jealous when my friend, like, Morrissey, she was in a Morrissey video. and that, I'm always amazed by these wow. stories, that people have these stories.
0: Well, it used to, in the 90s, it happened a lot. Bands would do gigs in schools to try and, like, get the kids into, like, the new pop groups. And Wow. Our secondary school, basically, and this is why it's funny, our music teacher had been offered take that and had said <laughs> no and they'd what? become massive. So from then on, he was like, whoever offers, we're just taking them in case they're the next take that. And of course, <laughs> none of the people we had were the next take that. But the, the, the I think the biggest ones we had were that band that did Maner Maner, that one.
1: But that's better than nothing, which is what I got. Oh yeah, this like I cannot. I mean, I watched that Bob Marley um, documentary recently on telly, and they were talking about all these kids from a school in Peckham were like getting together to reminisce that Bob Marley and Johnny Nash came and did a gig at their school <gasps> when they were kids. I know, wow. it, with exactly the same intent, to whip up like more popularity among like younger kids. And mm, I was well. like, oh, wow, what a gig. And they had all these That's, brilliant photographs of him playing in their school gym.
0: Yeah, that is a step up from... He has way better. Although, although right Marley better. will not have performed that song, so, you know, there's the sort of winners <laughs> and losers on both sides of the fence. But um, do text on 812-15. did you ever have a pop group... Come to your school. It can't have just been my school that did this with, like, I mean, and it sounds like in London they were doing it with Barnley long before my time, but, and do you remember? And it can be either the great big bands or just rubbish. I think they had a band called Red Alert as well. Do you remember them?
1: I do remember them.
0: Yeah, they were kind of like, they were a bit of like a 911 type thing in the 90s.
1: Right. Well, no I mean, band ever played at my school, mate, so you're smashing it <laughs> even with rubbish bands. <laughs> Matt, Matt, and
0: you. Rock and roll football. We've got a message here from Gary Godleyman, um, which feels like. I mean, do, do you know a Gary Kerry? I don't Is he know Gary Godleyman.
1: He spells it differently to me. I'm G O D L I, and he's L E. But I wonder if we're related.
0: Gary, he- let us know.
1: <laughs> he, he was parked uh, waiting for his son to finish playing golf Nodded off, woke up to find a white cat asleep in the passenger seat And he didn't want to get out And it left a, it left the car covered in fur
0: That would, Cats are way scarier than dogs That would scare yeah. the life out of me if I woke up and a cat was there
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't want to disturb it if it was asleep I didn't I think of things think... in your car That's a whole other level, things coming in the car
0: Absolutely. Text on eight twelve fifteen. The weirdest thing to come through your car window. Um, I mean, this is like. <laughs> are we scraping the barrel? The Rock and Roll Football Podcast
1: with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson.
0: Well, we had a bit of a curveball just before four o'clock when someone got in touch with a very similar surname. Well, the same surname, Godliman, but a different spelling. He's been back in touch. Kerry, do you think you're related?
1: I don't know. He, he says that it was Godlyman, but his granddad changed it from the I to the E after the war because apparently he wasn't getting any work. But I don't know what difference an I and an E. There have been phases of my life where I haven't had work, but I didn't think about changing the vowels in my surname. Yeah. Maybe I should have rethought that. He, he said he came out of Kilburn, but he lived around Ricelit Way, which isn't that far from where I grew up, where my family from.
0: So you may so well I mean we... this has turned into like surprise surprise.
1: Yeah, it might be. You might have to go full Scylla.
0: A shock spicy. It's not, one of my, it's not one of my main impressions, but I'll have a go. Chuck, Kerry Godliman, before the break, had a text of our Gary, and he thought he might have been related, but Kerry, you were telling us, he'd misspelt the name because he wanted work after World War II. There was a lot of that about, Can you course. sing the song? Can you sing
1: surprise, surprise? Can you do the whole...
0: The unexpected itch you between the <laughs> eyes? And it, it, what was the rest of it? It's the surprise you seek.
1: Surprise you seek. You seek.
0: Surprise, Good old Silla.
1: and then you'd cry.
0: Would she cry, Silla?
1: I cried when I used to watch Surprise Surprise.
0: What was it the was other one, one as shows well?
1: To make you cry, wasn't it? What her other yeah. show, Blind Date?
0: Yeah, but then there was another one she did later on. Was it called like The Time of Your Life, where they'd give like no. that, all, all the family one, just like mad presents, like a car, a Mega oh. Drive. Yeah, it was like no. a really like big present type show.
1: I don't know that one.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's called like the time of your life or something like that. Someone will know. Um, but yes, yeah, so we think you, we, we think we may have. I might have I mean, found a
1: f- relation.
0: Yeah, and do you, I mean, you've you seem reticent to uh, confirm. I mean, obviously you don't what want to. What do you want me to do? Host the, the
1: party? We can't. I can't take this on.
0: No, but I wondered if you were being perhaps a little reluctant because you didn't want to, you know, legitimise this, and then Gary's coming for you, you know. 50% of your estate or whatever I don't know how it works
1: well good luck with that Kerry
0: <laughs> are you related to Kerry Godleman text us now on 8
1: kicking you into shape it's the rock and roll football podcast
0: as well as trying to find Kerry's long lost relatives we were talking about when you had pop stars the pop bands whatever they call them these days the pop stars <laughs> the pop groups the music <laughs> troops the barbershop quartets come to your school <laughs> Charlie has been in touch he said Peter Andre came to my secondary school, Henry Box in Whitney, Oxfordshire, in the mid '90s. he sang in the drama hall and all the girls went wild I'll bet. um was, was, was were you a fan of Peter Andre's Canon uh,
1: no, not especially I wasn't I wasn't. I was too old I'd missed that sort of mid-'90s I was over it by then because his physique
0: I, I've got to tell you you know you when I saw his body. I remember looking yeah. down at my Steve, you know, <laughs> torso, inadequate. to be clear. Mm. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, how did, it was almost like he looked like an alien. I was like, how do you get yourself to look like that? <laughs> it was such an unachievable physique. Yeah. I started doing sit-ups. I was like, well, that's what everyone wants. I was about fourteen. I was doing sit-ups. I never got anywhere with it. You know, I just thought, oh, Well, after you told this. me that
1: mashed potato story last week, I'm not. <laughs> no, to <you>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter Andre.
0: I was also eating a lot of. Uh, I remember a story that is <laughs> one that's like classic. I'm never sure how big a story it was, but it was on the news on the Big Breakfast, that a DJ called Peter Andrex. Had Bro. been like scamming people by like obviously putting flyers in the local newsroom saying, Peter Andrex appearing live for three quid. And it was just him with like six Andrex tubes stuck on his belly to like look like a six pack. <laughs> and people just thought, oh, well, maybe the X is like a kind of typo. But there was a guy called Peter Andrex that was like scooping up Andre's kind of industry, I guess.
1: I don't reckon Pete would have minded, I think he'd have rolled with it. Rachel from Roehampton said that her husband had to Pesh Mode play at their secondary school in the 80s.
0: Oh, my. I mean, that's like proper. That's not just like big success. That's like high quality.
1: Well, maybe they weren't, um, I wonder, early 80s. So I wonder if they were big when they played or it was when they were coming through.
0: Oh, my. See, goodness, you're right. Well,
1: it's a thing. It's a thing it that a thing. bands play to get to drum up popularity, I mean, but they didn't in my score, I'll tell you that.
0: Comedians don't do that. I mean, can you imagine that? We're going to do a tour oh. of school halls.
1: No, but you do student I gigs, don't you? Do student I know, gigs.
0: But, but schools are very different. I wouldn't yeah. want to do a school gig, would you?
1: No, I, can't, I, I never did comedy for kids, I was always... Did you ever do those?
0: Never. The thought you know of me, doing but, comedy for children makes me feel cold.
1: But when I've seen it be done, well, it's really good. Like, it does work if the right comic is doing it, but I was not that comic.
0: No, and like you don't want to be like, Miss, the comedian's boring me. It's like, oh. Oh, awful.
1: Someone else has been in touch and said Depeche Mode played at their school as well in the 80s. What is going on? What is Depeche Mode did, clearly if, did the school circuit.
0: They clearly did. Um, did you, can you beat Depeche Mode for someone that performed at your school? 8-12-15.
1: You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football
0: Podcast. Karate Kevin Workington has been in touch. He's from Cumbria. We're talking about bands that played at your school. <laughs> he had Black Sabbath play at his wow. in 1970. Oh, wow. Must have scared the life out of the poor children. <laughs> That's quite, Imagine, that must have been quite a gig. It is. Ozzy Osbourne's the one who's meant to have bitten the head off a bat, isn't he? I mean, what, what do you think he was probably just mice back then or, or insects? Yeah, he might have just
1: not worked up to that stage in his career yet.
0: Maybe just chewed on a wood lice.
1: Or just a pen.
0: Yeah, maybe... uh, uh, Fair point, actually. Maybe he wasn't that... In 1970, he was probably still... I don't know, was he a hellraiser back then?
1: Working it up, working the persona up.
0: There must be children that are so traumatised from seeing Ozzy (laughs) Osbourne in 1970. Um, Em's from Mesha.
1: She said Howard Jones came to her secondary school to do a gig, and they won it, the school won it as part of a competition.
0: In the oh, mid-80s,
1: wow. raising money for Live Aid. We had Saturday Superstore film it when Mike Reed was hosting the show. And we were in Just 17 magazine. I must have read that and watched that because I was a, a keen fan of Just 17. And I watched Saturday Superstore every Saturday when Mike Reed was hosting. So I must oh have seen word. that gig on the telly. That, must that have is been so
0: cool. Mm. Yeah, we never really won any... Cool. We never won anything like that. So what was the coolest thing that happened at your school? There was no kind of celebrity encounter, no sports star.
1: The only connection that would mean anything is that my school was the school... You know that TV programme, The Choir? I think it's quite Oh old yeah. now.
0: Well, oh, that what, was at one. my
1: old school, but it, that was made long after I'd left. But that yeah, was, but was at on my te- school.
0: Oh, but that's cool. So yeah, do you recognise cool. it when it's on telly?
1: Yeah, I recognise the building, but none of the staff. They're all long gone. <laughs> They've probably gone yeah, through my three old, heads since uh, I was there. My old
0: school's been demolished, which is a bit of a shame.
1: Oh, that's a shame.
0: It's all been turned into housing. Um, you just think, oh, it would have been, you know, not that I would, but there's part of you. I think everyone has a sort of desire to go back and see their old school at some point, don't they? I haven't way.
1: been back to my old school for decades, but it's not. I like to know it's still there. My dad went to the same school
0: as well. And did any of the teachers teach him?
1: Yes, there was one. There was one woman who was very old and she did remember my uncles. Not my dad, but she remembered my uncles.
0: She said, I remember isn't your that mad? Uncle? That blew he my mind. He E to an I in Kilburn because he couldn't get any work.
1: That's weird, isn't it? I don't know why he would have done that. I need more, Gary. you got to explain why changing a vow gets you work.
0: Um, do let us know. Can you... I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, that is incredible. Black Sabbath at a school... Um, But if you can beat that, if you've had... And it doesn't have to just be a pop group, actually. Did you have, like, a footballer come and do, like, a soccer school or a soap start or whatever it was? Celebrity encounters at your school. Can you beat Black Sabbath? Text us on (laughs) 8-12-15. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football
1: Podcast.
0: We've had an incredible one here from Eleanor in South Wales. She said, We had the New Zealand rugby team come to teach us the haka, which was cool, isn't that incredible? <laughs> that's that's like, that's Ronaldo coming around to teach your keepy-up, isn't it? Or Paul McCartney coming around to tell you how to pre- teach the guitar. I wonder why.
1: I wonder why that's the New inc- Zealand rugby team, I need more. Why did they get there to Wales?
0: Maybe they had a single out.
1: Maybe it was a swap, like a exchange.
0: Yeah, or, I mean, they could have been playing rugby in Wales and uh, as part of the PR tour for the tickets... Oh, you there know, we are. Logic. Did some? Yeah, I imagine. I imagine there's a really innocent explanation. I don't think <laughs> they thought we
1: had to teach. Sean <laughs> in West kids. Brom said that they filmed. Do you remember the film Clockwise with John Cleese? They said they filmed it at his school. I remember. No, I don't
0: remember the film Clockwise. Oh with God, John Cleese. it's a
1: really stressful film about basically John Cleese just having a breakdown. But it, lo, he's a headmaster, so loads of it is shot in a school. So and uh, now I know it's Sean's school in West Brom. That must have that been fun cool. to have a film shot in your school.
0: That I tell you what, I just remembered an episode of Boone was filmed on our street when we were kids. Do you remember Boon, oh, Michael Elphick? I do remember Boon Morrissey. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was filmed in Nottingham. Do you remember the start of it? It was at like the British Waterways Museum, and he was on his and he was building motorbike. rather, and he was on his he was on his motorbike. Yeah, that had a God. great theme tune. The, How the did it go? World ha great... silver. Yes! Coming, Lone <laughs> ranger. I'm riding on down. da. da, 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 da to they filmed it me. at your school. They filmed it on our street when we were kids, yeah. Oh, wow. And they filmed, they filmed, yeah, they filmed something. I'll tell you what was really odd as well. There was this programme called Whale of the Banshee. And that was filmed on our street once. Because we all got a letter through the door from Central Tele. But I don't think we'll that was a big show, to... was it?
1: Permission to. It was something like could everyone
0: put their cars on the other side of the road or something? i tell you a car
1: telly one. My uncle up north in Yorkshire, he used to have like vintage cars now and then. And someone knocked on the door and said, Can we buy that? Because we're buying up quite a lot of vintage cars around here for a new TV program called Heartbeat. And they bought bought loads of vintage cars and used them on the show. And he did, he sold it to them.
0: Amazing. Have you got a better claim to fame than selling your vintage car to the producers of Heartbeat? <laughs> You've only got a few minutes left. Text us on 8 12 15. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Right, we've got two messages here. One, Eleanor in South Wales has been back in touch to clarify. Yes, it was the 1999 Rugby World Cup in Cardiff. There you go. So we've, we've got the answer. Oh, brilliant. Um, now this is a great message i once stumbled upon the chuckle brothers chasing each other around a tree in my hometown firely back in the early 90s (laughs) but he doesn't say they were filming anything it sounds like they were just i presume the chuckle brothers were characters they created but maybe maybe they're just like that all the time
1: maybe they just ran around their local town in character
0: it sounds more benny hill doesn't it chasing (laughs) each other around a tree Maybe that's how they got started. Maybe Benny Hill was the gateway drug, and then, and then the Chuckle brothers were kind of, I don't know, the oasis to his Stone Rose. I'm trying to think of, like, maybe influence them. Um, Sports Lins. people as well. Yeah, Lindsay well, said that um, Yes,
1: Roger Black and Daley Thompson went to their school to teach them about sport and encourage them to focus on athletics. And it was sponsored by Weetabix.
0: Oh, I hope they got some free stuff.
1: I bet they got free stuff. There's nothing oh, better than free stuff.
0: You can't beat free stuff. <laughs> do you get much free stuff?
1: Hmm, not masses, like odds and ends, but not loads. When I was a kid, my mum used to do market research, like recruitment. Oh, like. So we'd brilliant. get sent like the odd bit of like chocolate bars and things, and then we'd get oh. to keep the leftovers, and I used to love that.
0: That is That's, like roll doll. That is Ronald used to stuff. get like the little boxes of chocolates. Yeah, that is so cool.
1: Yeah, I remember once oh, doing man. a group discussion for Wax Lyrical, which was a candle shop in. Yes, England. I remember them. I remember them. Yeah, yeah. Wax Lyrical, excellent wordplay. I don't know what happened to them. And uh, and we got free candles.
0: I think they burnt the Never. candle at both ends, didn't? They? <laughs> Do you remember floating
1: candles? Yes,
0: very nineties <laughs> and mood very rings. 90s. Mood rings. <laughs>
1: Floating candles are gone, aren't they? No one does that now. Why would you float a
0: candle? I guess they kind of looked cool. Did they? <laughs> they did you have a floating candle? Text, oh, us, on <laughs> <it>. text <laughs> us on it. I'm kidding. Don't text us about floating candles.
1: <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football
0: Podcast. We've well, been talking claim to fame's Rory Russell at Crook Fair Primary School in Glasgow. His teacher, Miss Regan, was a Commonwealth Games gymnast and did a demo at school. So that's like, exactly. You've already got the superstar. That's like being taught by Daly Thompson or, you know, Linford Christie. It's incredible, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that Mm. is incredible.
0: We never had any PE teachers that had actually done something.
1: I never had PE teachers that even did PE.
0: Yeah, they always did geography as well. It was always like PE and geography.
1: Yeah, they weren't very inspiring, my PE teachers. (laughs)
0: No, I can tell, I can hear it in the tone of your voice. But um, <laughs> Kerry, Sounds it's been a real pleasure, support. real pleasure doing this summer with you. Thank you so much for I've joining so us. i so enjoyed
1: it. Thank you for having me.
0: It's been a treat. Kerry Godliman, on behalf of everyone at Absolute Radio, thank you very much. Rock and Roll Football returns next weekend, live from the studio. Thank you very much, Kerry. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and Roll Football. Well, there you go, what a treat that was. Kerry, it's been such a pleasure doing these shows with you over the summer.
1: I've enjoyed them so much. Thanks for having me.
0: It's been great fun. Uh, on behalf of all the listeners, all the downloaders, all the drivers, it's like an advert, that, isn't it? On behalf of the, the cabbies, the hauliers, Yorkie says thank you to our NHS. <laughs> I was kind of going down that territory there, but on behalf of I myself, the producers, the listeners, the downloaders, the streamers, <laughs> um, thank you, Kerry Goddeman. Um, oh, it's been a um, joy. And hopefully, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back. Um, are you into football?
1: No, sorry. I can't even pretend.
0: Yeah, this is kind of a football show again for next week. Uh, kind of, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. want me. Would you support a team as a kid? What team did you Well, my support?
1: daughter did go through a phase of being into football. She's sort of grown out of it now, but she was really into Crystal Palace because we live quite near there. So I did get behind Palace for a bit and I went to a few matches and I oh, loved right. it. And I was really and I thought, oh, this is gonna be great, we'd maybe even get a season ticket and make a thing of it. And then she just Yeah she sort of fizzled out with it. But I kind of wish we'd sort of stuck with it really. There's quite a few comedians go and see Palace.
0: Yes, because they all live in South London, a lot of them. That's
1: right. Yeah. So I kinda thought, Oh, I could do this and then when she sort of went off the boil, so did I. But yeah, if I was gonna support a team,
0: it would be them. And would, is there any dangerous sort of fizzling in? Is she likely to get back into it, or is that? I don't that know. I
1: don't know. My son might fizzle in, but I reckon if they were going to get into it, they would have by now. I think. And uh, yeah. me and my husband aren't big. My brother's really into football. He's he's a big Tottenham supporter, but uh, I I just never got into it.
0: OK, well, um, we'll probably never speak again then. On we won't basis. really. I'm it's sorry. I,
1: I don't have anything negative or positive to say on the subject.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's been nice knowing you, mate.
1: But I've heard it's popular.
0: <laughs> oh, it's popular? It's popular for a reason. It's a thing, it's the isn't it, football? It's oh, a you thing. should try and get into it. It's really good fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I did enjoy it when I was into it.
0: Well, there you go. That, we'll, we'll take that as an olive branch. Kerry Godderman, always <laughs> a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Rock and Roll Football.
1: Podcast done.